it's season two and it's been a heck of a long time there is so much coming up in today's episode we're going to be talking about three main things around the past three years of my life all to do with my streaming chapter uh, the truths about what I faced during my time as a stream coach and how we're going to be looking towards the future and how I'm going to be using this podcast to help other people and document my own journey. All that and more guys coming right up. You are listening to the Content Experience Podcast. The podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming. Each week we sit down with some of your favourite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek and award-winning tap dancer, THE Mike James. That is the first time that I've actually just sat and listened to the intro in about two years and it gave me goosebumps. I don't know if y'all remember it from uh, the first season, but it gave me goosebumps and I absolutely love that intro. I'd love to get another one recorded for season two. I don't know where Jay is in the world right now. I haven't managed to speak to him for a long time. Wherever you are, Jay, I really hope that you are safe and that you are well. Uh, You are one of the best and closest friends that I ever made while streaming. And looking back, you were definitely a big, big uh, individual in that journey. And I just, I have a lot of love and respect for you, uh, Zombie Foot Jay. So wherever you are in the world, I hope you're happy, man. Anyway, let's get on to the story for today's episode. Now, if you're here to kind of listen to me um, slate about stream coaching, if you're here because you've seen some stuff about um, the self-proclaimed stream coach Ashley Christ and you wanted to know more about the whole drama, you're sort of not in the right place. And I'm going to get it off the bat right away that Ashney Christ is uh, still a very, very good friend of mine. Um, However, she said in a Twitter DM yesterday when I put a tweet out that was kind of, uh, you know, starting to build up a little bit of hype for this episode. uh, She DM'd me. uh, I think I worried her a little bit. Um, This isn't about cancelling anybody. It's not about highlighting anybody specifically uh, because that's not what I'm about. Anybody that knows me personally will know that I have only true intentions and we're going to be talking about those intentions a little bit later on um in the episode so i was uh which i am no longer a streamer on twitch and i've been doing it now for uh i started off uh, around about 2013 i was streaming minecraft and then i kind of stopped to focus on university and then i came back as a full-time streamer in around about 2018 and a lot of shit has happened since then and we're going to be covering all that in the first chapter um of this episode but i just wanted to also quickly just kind of portray to everybody that this isn't a scripted episode i've got bullet points to know to keep me kind of on track and to kind of know like remind myself what i should be saying and kind of just keep this coherent because for those that know me i tend to ramble and i tend to get off off track so, fingers crossed, I've managed to maintain a good episode this today without going too much off track. So, just bear with me. This is the first time in a long time I've done this, and I'm feeling a little bit shaky. But I know that you guys are supporting me 100%, and that gives me a whole world of confidence. So, it was around about February of 2018, and I had already had like 100 followers. Uh, or It was about 150 followers um, on Twitch. Uh, from the days of when I used to stream Minecraft, sort of back in 2014 um, and 2013. And I uh, streamed two streams and all my friends turned up to the live streams and I got affiliate um, straight away. I was instantly uh, an affiliate on Twitch after like two days. And 
I actually started off streaming Fortnite, which looking back on that is kind of hilarious, uh, given what I know now and kind of given how I feel about uh, Fortnite right now. is It's, it's just a an hilarious part of my life, but I met some absolutely fantastic people. Um, and my streaming journey was great. I, I actually started off really thoroughly enjoying streaming. But there was that underlying tone that I think is kind of in not every streamer's uh, kind of life, but there was just that underlying tone of the fact that I just wanted to have a career in computer games. You know, for every guy like me, or every guy and every girl, sorry, like me, that kind of really enjoys video games, there's nothing more exciting than the prospect of waking up every morning knowing that you get to turn on your computer whenever you want, play games and you'll make a living doing so and you'll entertain a lot of people and change a lot of people's lives and i actually knew about the prospect of how impactful streaming could be uh, because i had been a full-time um, moderator for a lot of full-time streamers back in sort of 2014 in the minecraft era there's a lot of big names that i kind of was associated with and so i've i knew i knew how streaming worked and i knew that it was about entertaining the audience and i knew that it was about the end it was about the user experience of consuming your content and i knew that right off the bat but i thought that was easier than what i came to learn uh, was actually the right thing like I I, I it, it was sort of that level of you expect it to be easier than it actually is and I can imagine that 80% of you right now listening to this are probably sat there nodding your head or agreeing in somewhere because we all know that how hard uh, keeping yourself on a live platform turned on 100% for a full duration of like four to seven hours depending on how long you stream sometimes even longer is one of the most mentally taxing things that you can do and everybody thinks it's easy when they start off but you know the truth quickly smacks you in the face like many footballs did uh, in secondary school trust me I got hit in the face so many times that when I actually went to play five-side football recently, um, when I say recently, I mean about two years ago, uh, every time somebody kicked a ball in my general direction, I would fear for my life. That's how many balls hit me in the face. And no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be sincere. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a good journey, as a, you know, getting into streaming. And I actually realized very, very quickly that streaming wasn't going to be uh, kind of the, the get quick rich scheme that I kind of anticipated that it would be because from when I had been on Twitch around in 2013 versus coming in at 2018, there, it was a lot more saturated and Twitch had become a lot more popular, especially with the rise of uh, individuals, you know, household names like Ninja, who went on to the news and kind of said, you know, I made you know half a million uh in a month uh streaming or whatever it was and then all of a sudden every tom dick and harry and grandma was on twitch trying to uh become the next big thing and then all of a sudden twitch just became uh completely different and i know that there's probably a few people listening to this that also lived through that and i lived through the change of twitch and it was an interesting concept and I know many of you are probably newer to Twitch. There's a, probably going to be some people listening to this that maybe didn't find Twitch until maybe 2018, 2019 or even maybe 2020 or even this year might just be discovering the world of Twitch. Um, it's a great platform. Um, it's got its flaws and it's got a lot of things to fix uh, but it's definitely one of the top streaming platforms for both gaming content and normal kind of lifestyle content um, but definitely primarily known for its gaming content uh, but that i think is kind of swiftly changing uh, especially with the rise of the categories like the hot tub and the beach category etc etc but that's not what this uh, episode is about those the guys that are creating content in there are creating content for a whole different kind of audience and it's nothing to worry about um from your own individual perspective um but Unfortunately, that love for kind of wanting to just wake up and play video games for a living was really short-lived. Like, like really short-lived. After after about six months, uh, 
actually it was more of a year after about a year of streaming um full time i used to stream uh, when i started off in fortnite i used to stream every day apart from sundays um and i was trying my absolute hardest to kind of uh, quote unquote make it on twitch and it got to i think in my high in, in sort of the prime days of of when i was actually doing really well was probably around january of 2019 where i was kind of hitting sort of 30 40 um and i actually once hit 60 concurrent viewers with zero raids and that was probably the prime of, of my streaming career but it quickly died off because uh, my community kind of grew bored of what we were doing um because it was all you know uh marble uh the whole marble phase and everybody just kind of got bored of it after a while uh, i started working for catnip now if you don't know who catnip illustration is um i'm not gonna give a, a detailed introduction but basically it's my sister-in-law who is an, an illustrator duh and she has a business where she sells pins illustrations um notepads beanies and she's forever trying to become kind of like england's version of disney if i could put that into the simplest word possible uh that's what it is and she kind of her whole ethos for the business is putting smiles on people's faces and she was about changing the world as well so naturally i just really wanted to work for catnip and so i started working there one day a week and it was working out fine um i was streaming three days a week and i started to move on to different games and then i was working one day a week and i was earning well below minimum wage um but working for your sister-in-law and kind of getting to taste the whole e-commerce uh, world especially when the appeal behind streaming as a career is to kind of work from home and to do what you love for a living imagine packaging that but in a slightly different way of saying well i get to wake up whenever i want and i get to work whenever i want and i get to put smiles on people's faces can you can you kind of now understand why e-commerce like side hustles are really appealing and i would definitely recommend it for every streamer you know take a look at things that you could maybe buy and sell look at games like go to those um game thrift shops or for those that are in the uk like cash converters and just look at what playstation games 360 games look go on ebay look at what they sold for recently Go into places like Cash Convert and just buy out as many games as you can. Flip the money and then make sure that you store the money in like an external bank account. This isn't financial advice, by the way, just to put that out there. This is just an idea, one of many ideas. Put the money in a separate bank account so you're not tempted to use it. And just keep doing that and keep flipping games and maybe you know if you don't want to leave the house like some of us don't then go on ebay and try and or facebook marketplace and try and see if you can find those deals that are just mega mega cheap and that can be kind of a stepping stone into an e-commerce sort of business that'll give you the knowledge and skill set to move on to bigger and better things and quite honestly between between you and i that's probably a better return than streaming anyway um <laughs> but this anyway this journey into working for catnip kind of awoken that spirit in me of realizing wow i can actually do the same but the roi um you know quote-unquote return on investment for those that are not into investment is so much greater um in e-commerce than it ever was in streaming now i am not a financially motivated guy but when it came to juggling the decision of do i grind for 60 hours a month plus for literally like one dollar an hour or could i actually grind in another way and do the exact same thing putting smiles on people's faces changing people's lives um and working from home and working under my own hours but where i actually get paid like double figures almost triple figures for less work and yes this is actually a thing by the way this is what i actually do now and i'm not going to talk about my experience with business because this isn't a business podcast if you are interested about listening about it i suppose i could talk about it but it's it's not for this particular episode um 
so that sort of awoken this whole thing inside of me where I, I was kind of thinking, um, wow, like streaming is not a good business model. Like for somebody that's interested in business and somebody that wants to make a living, especially in 2021 with how saturated streaming is, I would now argue, and I know a lot of people, this is where a lot of people are probably going to turn off, but knowing what I know now in business, I would probably argue that Twitch is probably the worst time investment um, for starting off in in 2021, even as a gamer. I would think that you would have a much, much better return on, on that investment by growing an audience organically and quickly using newer platforms like TikTok, uh, YouTube Shorts, you know, posting short clips. You can literally churn out about 50 clips in a day and you've practically got content for about three weeks depending on that kind of schedule that you want to post um, but if you post like two or three tiktoks a day uh, you know that's going to be like you know f churning out 50 pieces of footage in one day is going to give you just short of about two weeks worth of content for tiktok and youtube shorts that is probably going to grow your audience way faster than twitch ever could with way less work <laughs> But obviously, if you're doing all your work in one day, then you've got all the other days free anyway. So then you can stream. I would just always recommend, you know, streaming less and putting more effort into the platforms where the discoverability is. But of course, this might change with the future. So just, you know, kind of read read the, read the landscape is what I'd say. Um, and I wanted to kind of build on this by talking about um, streaming from the business perspective in that... You know, we've already touched upon the hours and it's just ridiculous. Like some people stream six or seven hours and uh, and I am strictly talking about affiliates here. If you're a partnered streamer listening to this and you're streaming seven hours and you make like seven, you know, you make like $100, $300 plus, obviously this doesn't apply to you. I'm talking strictly from an entry level position. Um... You're streaming too many hours and you're getting very little in return. And for those that kind of want to make this a full-time gig, uh, just refer back to what I said a minute ago. Um, <laughs> but I think one thing that we can all agree on and one thing that I faced in my journey quite a lot when it came to streaming was taking holidays. Now, if I want to, it, it's kind of a similar story now, so I don't want to make this a big issue. Uh, because it's really not as big of an issue as people believe it is. Um, but even when you're self-employed and you're kind of freelancing as I am at the moment, obviously I've got my business, but if you take a vacation, then you don't get paid. Uh, the other problem is with Twitch and with content creation, as we all are very much aware, is that if you take a holiday, you can guarantee that the attention of your audience is going to be drawn elsewhere. And if that place where their attention goes to is more attractive not obviously physically but you know to them like stimulating them and giving them entertainment and giving them a sort of connection and something to value if they give greater value than you else you're taking that break for whatever reason uh you've you've almost guaranteed lost that individual not in every case because if you build good enough trust between kind of the audience uh and yourself then the audience member still uh knows when you're going to be live they still know that your energy and your sort of value is going to be consistent if you're doing it correctly but it's it's just not it's not fun and I faced this many times. It was part, it was about 15% of the overall reason why I stepped away from streaming because every time that I felt I had to take a break for work or for my own mental health or for helping my disabled partner, it just, it flopped. And I remember actually I took a, a about a four month break from streaming uh, back in 2019 and this is where I sort of noticed my own downfall in streaming and yes I, I will I will be honest and I'll be a, and I'll be the bigger man and I will admit that this is where I failed as a creator and this is where I didn't handle it well enough but I fell at this point and I actually left for a bit of a break uh, around about 40 viewers and the, I remember that first stream back I had nine and I'd gone down from like averaging 40 viewers. And the next stream after that was, uh, I think, an average of 11. 
I had killed that trust between the audience and myself and that affected me for a long time and that was kind of the beginning of my downfall into um, actually sort of growing a little bit of disdain towards streaming. So there's one more subject and I'm going to talk a little bit about this later on but it's kind of the the, the sort of toxic elements of the spaces that are almost necessary uh to be on in regards to uh streaming and that's places like twitter uh, and instagram um but arguably i would say arguably um it's necessary uh to kind of be on those platforms you don't have to there is obviously there's very successful streamers and there is just people getting by as a streamer earning a normal wage um that aren't on twitter so it's not a necessity but i would arguably say that it that it almost is um is incredibly toxic and that was probably about 20 percent or if not a little bit more maybe even a quarter uh, of the reason why i actually left the space was because of just the the amount of disdain for other humans on that platform and it's only really in the streamer space obviously you get them in every space but because i was predominantly in the streamer space and because i actually took up the sort of idea of becoming a stream coach which we're going to be talking about in just a moment i actually sort of felt that um I, I felt the strain on my mental health because of how toxic that platform was but we'll talk about that a little bit later on because i feel it's mega important to kind of cover some things especially for newer streamers um it's it's worth it's worth mentioning what i've learned so that others can kind of hopefully learn from it um but the pivotal moment for me in in my entire journey of, of streaming uh, was a streamer who I had ran into and started watching called Ashney Christ. And for those that are on Twitter, will know that Ashney Christ has, in the past, um, since she began her journey as a stream uh, co- uh, coach, and still to this day continues uh, to be singled out and targeted for things that she's done in the past and just for existing as a stream coach now i am going to be trying to clear certain aspects up a little bit more from my perspective but i do want it to be known that defending ashley christ is obviously i'm doing it as a friend but just like me and just like you nobody's perfect and we all have flaws and i definitely think um a lot of people decided to point some flaws out of ashley christ personally i think ashley christ is a fantastic individual and i'm not saying that just because i probably believe that she's going to listen to this at some point uh, i'm just speaking truthfully like i said i want nothing but truth um in this episode kickstarting the next chapter of my life is not about fake uh sort of fake niceties it's not about pleasing other people just for clout none of that i'm i'm so done with that side of things but i want it to be known that my experience with Ashley christ was nothing but positive and she actually changed my life um in such a fantastic way and if i was to deny that for the sake of trying to please everybody else that seems to have disdain for the for another human then that would not be true of me and quite frankly it makes it makes me a little bit sick to think that there's actually people out there that would actually hate another human being just for trying to do something good in the world but not you know but not everything that they have tried in the past has kind of been um you know what people would deem you know worthy of their godlike states anyway i'm I'm kind of going off beat here so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap that that side up so i want to kind of introduce coaching and talk about what coaching is for streamers now stream coaching is not teaching streaming i need to say that and i need to say it because a lot of people think that to become a stream coach all you've got to do is go onto youtube grab a few bits of generic advice get them in a call tell them those bits of generic advice and then charge them a couple hundred dollars for their time and 
that's not what stream coaching is about in any sense of the word. And it's kind of hilarious that people think that that is what I did. And that's, you know, because I didn't, you know, I never once gave generic advice to anybody. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that person needed to hear the generic advice again. But I would always build on it in a more one-to-one -one manner. I would always speak to that person and I would put myself in their shoes and I'd try and think, what would I do to grow my business as that person? And you know what? I didn't always get it right. And nobody's ever going to get it 100% right. Um, and sometimes the complete opposite of what you say is actually the best course of action. Um but there's so much content out there on YouTube about how you can grow a stream, how you can grow a YouTube channel, but it's all very unstructured and it's not really tailored to individuals that might say, oh, well, um, you might watch a YouTube, how to grow a YouTube channel. It says, oh, to get a thousand subscribers, you need to make how-to videos. But you might say, yeah, but I want to make videos for my band. How do I get my band recognized on YouTube um, without doing how-to videos? And so, it's can you can you understand that like, if I put you in that position, listening to this now, like imagine me, imagine you and I are kind of on this call, this coaching call right now, and I said that to you, what would your response be to that? Because that is kind of what we were working with day in, day out. It wasn't a case of saying, oh, well, I just want to get to 20, 20 viewers on, on Twitch. How can I do it? And then we sat there and opened our book of, of many cliche things and said, only stream three times a week. You know? Oh, and here's another one written down that I got off a YouTube channel. Um, you know, don't always interact with your chat like everybody knows that already that's like teaching it's like teaching a crocodile how to swim it's like teaching it baffles me it baffles me that people think that stream coaching is just charging for general knowledge and there's a lot more to it obviously but i kind of need to move on because i don't want this whole episode to be me just me getting frustrated at certain people's mindsets um so I met Ashley Christ and she was a stream coach and she was she was doing in my eyes some amazing work. She was taking people's streams, putting them on a pedestal and making people first and foremost making people feel good about their streams and just offering a little bit of insight into how to make it better. And she was doing that for free. She wasn't asking for any money and I was sort of roped into that side of things because I saw just the impact that she had on me and other people around me. Everybody just loved uh, the fact of that you could get some knowledge on growth for free. And I fell in love with that. I fell in love with helping other people because it's what I've always done. I've always been the type of guy that will run over to the person being bullied, to the person in distress, or the person that just looked like they needed a friend. I have always been the guy to run over to that person. And so I was hooked on really wanting to help other people. And unfortunately, this tied into uh, sort of leading up to the downfall but it wasn't associated with Ashney Christ it was just associated with my own headspace and we uh and I I I really enjoyed everything that Ashley Christ was doing and then she brought out her stream team and you know it wasn't ran perfectly but I absolutely loved the people in there um some people in there were sort of a little bit questionable and again i'm going to be talking about this a little bit more later on about how uh it seems to be a world of of using other people um but then ashley christ opened up the ability to get into um coaching she was starting up a company called stream coach tv and she was hiring coaches now i had at this time, I had an average of around about 20 viewers on Twitch and I didn't at all feel like I had what it took to coach people on growing streaming. 
and I knew this from from the, from the get go, and. I always said to myself that I wasn't a stream coach, I was a content coach. I absolutely hated the stream coach title and I, uh, I sincerely hated it and I did not like every time that I was referred to as a coach it made me cringe and that's just my truth. Um, and the the only reason is because it it wasn't imposter syndrome as such, it was just more of a case of just feeling like I didn't want to coach people on streaming i was always passionate about youtube before i even became a streamer and generating ideas is literally what i was built for in fact in university i did a placement by the way in uh, a hospital uh where i was going around and filming like training videos and stuff and on the report that i got back from my mentor um he literally brought um Mike is the Mike James is the ideas man and that has lived that has stuck with me ever since like generating ideas for people is literally like just the best high that I could ever get and I know that sounds super weird and cringy but honestly it is like hearing somebody turn around and say that's a good idea like that oh, it just even now it just fills me with so much happiness just just hearing back to all the times when somebody said to me that's a really good idea and then they've implemented that idea and then sometimes it's a success and sometimes it's not it's just oh it's just it's just amazing i wish that you guys could understand feelings uh or could feel through a podcast maybe you are feeling with me right now i don't know but um <laughs> So yeah, I was in this headspace of just wanting to help others and I knew that stream coaching um, from what Ashley Christ had been doing was already scrutinized by a lot of big content creators and this was not an easy, this was not an easy path. The moment that I became a, a quote-unquote stream coach, I got a lot of followers but not for the reason that you'd think. A lot of these followers were following me um, so that they could just wait like a predator for the perfect moment to strike and to get me gone. Their whole purpose for following me was literally just to get clout so that they could put it out into the world and say, this is what a stream coach recommends. I remember the first time that this actually hit me and it impacted me as a, as a human at a human level was I was actually doing this podcast and I recorded an episode with a great guy who had been a, a social media um, uh, sort of strategist and he had done a lot of social media marketing for a business and he, he did it as a job, sorry. And I had him on the podcast because he wanted to get into giving out social media tips and the first thing that happened on that podcast after I released it was um, one of the main, what I would say one of the main contributors to this whole movement of hate um, took that podcast episode, called the other guy a f uh, something like a, a five viewer um I can't remember what name he used. It's it's a it's a meme on Twitch, I think, and um, and he basically oh, an Andy. He called him a five viewer Andy, um, and a quote unquote stream coach said this, and it gained some traction, and I actually saw it because I didn't block the guy at the time, and that hurt me, and I I want to stress it didn't hurt me because of what he said. It hurt me because I was trying to give this brand new streamer a platform to build awareness for what he does, like I have done with many partnered streamers, um, many who I still call friends, some not so much. And I just wanted to give this guy a platform and I got tore down for it. I never got publicly attacked, but... It just hurt that there's other people out there that are ready to just tear you down just for existing and just for wanting to help somebody else. And I know that some people listening to this will know exactly who that person is, but for the sake of the fact that, one, it's behind me now. I'm just talking about this for context to kind of share how I felt in the moment. But I've since learned 
a lot more. I kind of knew this back then, but a lot more now. I don't give a flying fadoodle about what other people say now. And now I've learned that a lot more than what I did back then. But I was still very new to the whole space and I just wanted to do good as a stream coach for the industry to help as many people as possible. So, yeah, that, that, that hurt me. And I realised that stream coaching as a whole is something new and something super exciting. But it had a lot of haters. Now, I want to stress as well before anybody kind of thinks, well you know, this, that, and the other mic, and you've got to think about this way. A lot of the concerns were valid from from these quote-unquote haters. And you might think, well, Mike, why are you so hurt if, if some of the concerns were valid? Well, I was concerned because I wanted to fix the concerns that they had. But the, a lot of the concerns that they had about stream coaching is not something that you can fix in... A matter of hours it's something that's going to require years and years of work and it was it was just a scary prospect i suppose um so yeah my headspace going into it was super positive um i remember telling my entire family that i had become a, a coach for teaching other people and uh, not teaching sorry for sort of assisting other people and kind of uh, getting other people's mindsets into the correct space for kind of becoming successful as a content creator and how they can utilize YouTube, etc. Like, I was super excited and this was going to bring in an additional uh, bit of money towards my wage because obviously I was still only working one day a week at Catnip and streaming three days a week. Like, this was going to create the perfect life for me. Now, the hours didn't quite work out in the long run and there was quite a few issues with sort of... We, we went into the kind of coaching atmosphere kind of saying, right, look... We are human too. We need our space. We need our time because we're also content creators. We can't be available to everybody 24-7. But unfortunately, it very quickly became apparent that we were going to have to be available 24-7. And if you're one of the coaches from SEA listening to this, I adore you from the bottom of my heart. Um, but y'all set a level that was just r ridiculous <laughs> like i you know having having been a content creator and working a job and having a disabled partner and wanting to kind of you know explore life and explore places and and do things on a weekend um just my my expectation was that I was told that I'd only be required to do about 10 hours of work a week. But that those 10 hours of work came, each hour of that work came with about two or three hours of stress and worry about making sure that I get there on time, making sure that I have all my notes, uh, making sure that everything's in the right place. So it might seem like it's only 10 hours of work, but it was moved and it was kind of transformed into more like 30 or 40 hours of headspace. I won't say work, but headspace taken up. And it was, I think it was just a little bit too much for me, honestly. Um, I don't really know what else to say in, in that regard. It was just, it was quite taxing. Um, and to, add on top of that, that uh, the added pressure of every time that I went live, knowing that I was the only coach that had under sort of 20 viewers and knowing that there was haters out there in the world and and not just that but also people in the program i didn't want them to come to my stream and kind of see you know because unfortunately as much as it's not about the numbers in streaming it also is very much about numbers and and we also live in a world where people kind of read metrics as a way of determining one's level of success even though now i would argue that um the individuals the individuals sort of happiness is what it, the key element of their success is um but metrics do matter and i won't deny that um and that added a lot more pressure on as well so just the fact that um i didn't really have the the viewers to kind of back up what i was um 
you know, trying to get other people to understand was just something that I couldn't handle. Um, and that was kind of the reason as to why I decided ultimately to step away because everybody else's expectations just got to me a little bit too much. You know, haters wanted me gone. Um, the unfortunately, the there was a lot of people that um, sort of spoke out against Ash, Ashley Christ um, later on, and in my opinion, completely unwarranted. But unfortunately, it just grew and grew the numbers of people that were um, rooting against or rooting for the downfall of the stream coaching program. And to this day, I still believe in the SEA. And I still believe that they, or we, are technically I'm still working. I'm not, I'm not working with them anymore, but um, I can't even see the Discord at the moment because the permissions were changed of the... Uh, of the of the role that I was downgraded to, and now I can't I can't see the Discord, but I just I've obviously not really needed to be in the Discord, so I haven't got it fixed. If you're listening, Ashley in Christ, yes, you uh, changed the permissions, and now I haven't been able to see anything. Um, <laughs> and I really just kind of wanted to step in, even to the sort of the staff room, if you like. I wanted to step in from time to time and just make sure everything was going well because although it might not seem like it to the the other coaches and to Ashley Christ specifically but even though SEA is, is is primarily Ashley Christ baby I put a lot of time into it too I put a lot of time I made the discord I made the discord that the students join I, I, I put a lot of um I didn't really give a lot of opinions on on in regards to the actual material uh, that inside the course but obviously that was majoritively Ashney and 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 uh, the other co and one of the other coaches but um i i feel like it's just as much my baby as 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 Ashney does realistically and it, it's a shame that i couldn't have you know bought a share in in the company before i kind of took a step back um because i would love <laughs> i would have loved to earn even if it was just, you know, even if it was just a hundred dollars, I would have loved to have earned royalties for my contributions to making the week two presentation in the Discord. Uh, I really should have made it so I could earn royalties from that because that would have been brilliant. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a business guy now. I've got to think about the the sort of passive incomes. Okay, don't don't judge me. <laughs> um, but yeah, haters wanted me gone students wanted answers and unfortunately i didn't have all uh, sort of I, I couldn't help a lot of them um because as as my heart fell out of love with the concept of streaming so did my ideas and and sort of the the prospects that i had about streaming that i wanted to kind of get other people into the headspace of believing and so i obviously had to step away from from uh, stream coaching and do I do I want to go back I would say yes not in the manner of, of, of what it of what it was but um, another problem is that I think is worth sharing just before we move on is just as a, a little added footnote is I am not a confrontational person I will actively seek to step away from confrontation and I know that if somebody's DMing me like I know for a fact that if if Ashley Christ or anybody kind of DMs me um, in regards to what I've said in this episode like if 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 anybody DMs me and, I, and I, I'm, I'm expecting an attack or something I will instantly start feeling a little not too not massively just a little bit anxious to kind of open that DM because I know that there's there may be an essence of um, confrontation or I might take the tone as a confrontational tone and that's how much I hate confrontation by the way uh, just to put it out there um, but it's not a massive thing um, and the problem is I'm not a confrontational person so I didn't tend to speak up too much in the, the sort of stream coach meetings 
and my ideas i think were just completely different to um everybody else's ideas of the direction that we should be taking um as a business and i fully respect this and i appreciate this because as a business guy i can understand why it was done um but from a business perspective it was kind of it was equally about growing numbers as it was about growing the actual material and and sort of becoming more effective as coaches and being able to do a better job they were, i would say it was about 50 50 in level of importance but having working for having worked for catnip for so long i think there should have been a lot more a lot more emphasis on the experience of what not not the experience that the person was getting because i feel like that experience was really good i just felt like it was the actual experience of coming out the other end and not really a lot of people weren't applying the value that was given to them and a lot of people were misinterpreting the value and a lot of people just i feel like just came out the other end um only marginally better off than when they went in and for me that wasn't okay because in my head at the time i wanted to make every single student a partner and I, I'm, I'm i'm sincere i'm being sincere here i wanted to make everybody in that program successful and unfortunately i just didn't have the time to give each individual student i just didn't have time to give the course or the material or felt like it was my place to really step up and try and make those changes but in hindsight i should have done i should have been better i should have stepped up and i should have um and i should have said look we need to take a step back we need to stop worrying about about number of students we need to stop worrying about money we need to stop worrying about x y and z we need to refine this course so that people are coming out the other end um way better off than what they were going in because i didn't feel like they were way better off i just felt like a lot of people were just marginally better off um but that's just my truth and i want to stress that i again i have no ill feelings and that there's a, still a lot of love in the sea and i just wanted to share that um because i feel that it's important for people I feel like I'm sharing this bit um, just to give. I, I'll be. I'll be honest. It's for two reasons. One is to give myself closure, to kind of say, "Look, that was my intentions. That's all in the past now. I'm moving on." And I have to be honest. The second reason for sharing that is, it's it's a very heartfelt middle finger to anybody that wants to stand against ashney or stream coaching and i don't mean that in a harsh way i just mean that in a way of um one thing that you learn very very quickly as a businessman uh not a businessman but one thing you learn very quickly in business is that if you're spending time worrying about other people and about what other people are doing you're going to fail very very quickly and i imagine there's some people out there right now that maybe even be partnered on twitch i don't really believe that partnership holds much merit anymore um but there's a lot of people out there that are successful that do have disdain for coaching and actually christ and keep it up seriously keep it up why why keep it up it it helps drive ashney seriously yeah it hurts it hurt me but my god was it a freaking good motivator because if it hadn't been for the haters that hated on me that kind of made me drive away from streaming and realizing just how toxic it actually was especially twitter um i wouldn't be in a position now um where if i'm gonna be honest i'm probably on track to and, and this is a goal and i'm gonna say this um confidently i'm on track to probably make my first million by the time that i turn 30. i'm 26 now and i've doubled my income since i started streaming uh since i quit streaming i doubled my income again and i'm gonna do it every year and i'm gonna try and quadruple it and then i'm gonna try and octuplet it i don't even know if that's the right word um 
but again i'm not driven by financial success i'm driven by wanting to put myself in a position where i can be um financially stable earn income without needing to work through you know through working really freaking hard now to build up um you know at least seven different income streams and automate the processes on as many of them as possible um so that they keep growing and keep generating income and one thing that makes me laugh and again a lot of my friends are still streaming on twitch and i have to respect that uh because i still love a lot of my friends uh, there's one person that i met that i really want to sort of give a shout out to and that's don't rage quit um who used to listen to all of season one uh, she listened to most of season one should i say of this podcast and she used to dm me all the time she used to say i love the podcast mike and do you know what i said that i really wanted to meet don't rage quit one day because she is probably the most single-handedly realistic person on twitch that i have ever met she doesn't utilize social media just to gain clout and attention um but what she does do is she entertains people in an honest way and she actually she if i was to say she was an embodiment of what um a good twitch streamer should look like i would say she was it and i'm and i'm not just saying that for any other reason than just how good of a friend she was and how good of an entertainer that she is and if there was anybody that i tried to get people to look up to was her and i don't know if she's ever going to listen to this uh but if she does rich um you were probably one of the closest acquaintances that i met while streaming um that i felt had any sort of real integrity uh towards the end um but i don't want to leave this this whole episode on such a negative because looking towards the future um the podcast is back baby i mean i am gonna try my best to maintain this podcast every week i am gonna get guests on uh eventually um but i want to warm myself up first i want to find my voice first in the style and in the format and everything um and then i'm gonna start introducing guests yes we'll have streamers on we'll have youtubers we'll have content creators we'll have businesses that are using social media extremely well to their advantage um because there's lessons learned in all of it in all of content creation even if you just want to be a full-time twitch streamer and that's it learning how other people approach youtube and tiktok and instagram and stuff like that there's still it's it all falls on the same core principles and that's what you have to understand about content creation is it all basically goes consumer experience production value and actual um you know consistency and when i say consumer experience that of course um takes into account the value that the person gets creating a good atmosphere all that you know every platform it's viable every platform that's what's so good about the sea by the way um is that it wasn't just about twitch streaming it was just about content creation and it really helped people understand the business aspects of not just twitch but also things like instagram and and stuff like that and youtube and the same principles apply everywhere really um so i am officially stepping away um from twitch as a streamer um i'm stepping away from the the toxicity of um twitter and i said i was going to touch upon twitter a little bit more i don't think i need to um i I feel like i've already rambled enough this episode about the negatives of kind of some content creators a lot of twitter is is if i can apply a mentality to twitter literally just think of it as a schoolyard if you want to grow on twitter just think about how you'd grow your popularity on a schoolyard you've really got to be good at something good enough that draws people's attention you've either got to be um you know really attractive or you've got to just be the kind of person that can draw a crowd with the type of personality that you have and if you're the quiet shy kid the quiet shy kid <laughs> the shy quiet kid in school then 
maybe Twitter is isn't for you. You might find you might find an area on Twitter that you can kind of use to your advantage. But honestly, it, that's the best way that I can kind of sum Twitter up. A lot of people that as affiliates were super close friends with me. Um, but then I realized that it, a lot of it was just fake friendships. I would continuously reach out and say, how are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm this, that, and the other. Um, I'm, I'm not doing too good. I had this week, this, this, I had, I had to go to the doctors and I'd say, oh, that's, that's such a shame, you know, like, um, you know, what's been said? Can I do anything to help? And then I wouldn't hear anything back. And then, you know, some of those people have quit now looking at other people who have kind of gone on to become partners youtubers and none of them talk to me none of them care because well 80 90 percent of people that you meet on twitter are kind of just there for their own self gain and that's one thing that you learn as here you know that's one thing that i've learned reading um how to win friends and influence people is um a lot of people are obviously uh, pretty much everybody lives um for self gain um people you know some people are going to be really nice to you and that might not be to gain numbers sometimes it's just to make themselves feel good sometimes it just makes themselves feel like a better person sometimes it makes them feel more confident the point is everybody is kind of driven by that sort of selfish desire to improve to achieve something to get something whatever it is it's it's not a bad thing by the way it's just a natural thing that humans do um it's just one of those things so yeah that's officially the end of what i'm calling chapter one of my life and i want to introduce you guys to chapter two uh life as a content creator continue uh is going to continue sorry um i'm still passionate about helping other people uh my youtube channel is still going to be sort of 50 percent um helping other people uh through the means of doing video like how-to videos and 50 percent is going to be um lifestyle travel vlogs business vlogs um just because one day i want to be able to look back on my life and remember all the things that have happened in business and whether or not i'm standing here in 20 years time with a few million um or if i'm you know working a nine-to-five job and it all didn't work out whatever happens at least i've got an, my, my life documented for other people to kind of look back on it be inspired by it to laugh at it to get a, a, a smile out of it whatever your reason is for watching my content that's youtube.com forward slash the mike james by the way um but yeah that that's the future um Ashley, my disabled partner, now has a horse riding channel where she's uh, now a YouTube partner herself. So a lot of my time and effort is going to be in helping her increase her production value and, and grow her channel because I think her niche is a lot less saturated than my niche. And with her disability, it makes it very hard to remember um, stuff that happened. Her short-term memory is okay, but her long-term memory is practically non-existent. Um, and in an absolutely beautiful twist um her very first youtube video with her old horse taz who sadly passed away that video kind of went quote-unquote semi-viral it, it actually just recently hit 200,000 views and it's still climbing and it's such a beautiful homage to um and it's such a beautiful video as well it really really highlights the bond that ashley had with that horse and it's so beautiful to me that ashley's got that video forever and the world has got that video and it's touched two hundred thousand people um and it's you know hopefully changed you know given a few people some hope given some people a, a laugh or a smile or just a, a warm fuzzy feeling whatever that is i'm just glad that it's doing some good in this world um so the future for the podcast i haven't fully decided yet um because originally i started this podcast as kind of a way to document my own journey my own content creation journey and kind of just you know hear a little bit about other people's lives and i think that's what i'm going to go down as a as a podcaster i think i'm going to look at my experiences with different platforms what i've learned so far um and then you know maybe talk about things that i've learned like all the generic stuff and break it down and see how i can apply it and then kind of update people down the line and we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll, we'll try we'll experiment 
Um, we'll A, B test and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, I want to just say that I have been the Mike James. Um, thank you, everybody, each and every one of you for listening to my story, my journey, um, my heartbreaks and, you know, the happy memories that I've got uh, as an SEA coach. And I want to just say that it's time uh, to kind of change all of our lives. And I would, I would, if there was one thing that I wish uh, I could kind of get you to take away from this episode is that I get just as much enjoyment of helping other people as people get value out of being helped by me. And I would love to stay in touch with each and every one of you. Now, I'm not the best at Discord. It has to be said, I suck at sort of going on my own Discord. But I would love to have you guys join me on Discord. I really, really would love to keep in touch um, every day um, or at least once a week on Discord. Um, so you can find the Discord link uh, over on Twitter. Um, you can find it in my YouTube description if you want to go and click it there. Or you can DM me for an invite. I'd love to hear from any of you guys that listen to this. Um, but yeah, that's it. I've been the Mike James. Thank you for listening. You're all absolutely fantastic and awesome. I wish you all the best. I wish you all a happy week ahead and take care, everybody. Bye.